0: Hey there, Mark. How we doing today, bud? I'm good, Johnny. How are you, buddy? <laughs> oh, I'm doing great. If these dick riders would leave me alone. <laughs> oh, I
1: hate dick riders. Nothing like dick riders, John. I hate the dick riders.
0: Oh, oh hey, you
1: put in effort and work, and we want to dick ride on your effort and work. Uh, I hate them. So, Mark. Yeah?
0: I went to this uh, uh, beer garden the other day, and I met okay. this really cool, like, old American GI. Okay. Yeah, so like we're we're sitting there where you know I'm in the middle of Germany and all this sort of stuff. You, you wouldn't think it was like the ideal place to meet somebody who was here on the Allied side of things because this is like old guy. He's like in his 90s, just hanging. He's out. He's got to
1: be a million by now, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh like... God, yeah.
0: He's like you know, he's drinking beer and stuff. He's he's basically in the heart of enemy territory. Yeah, you, know, you know, Auf Deutschland, and, and shit, and. I'm just sitting here and I'm just kind of shooting the shit with him. And he, you know, he heard that I was from America and we're just like talking. And I asked him about some of his old war stories and he just keeps telling me all about like the different things that he did. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy was a part of the battle of Anzio in Italy and he, and he was a part of like, uh, the battle of the bulge and and all that sort of stuff. He did a lot of the European campaign, and then like right at the very end, they sent him all the way over into the like Pacific. And oh that's wow! Where he, fin- he got that's around. Where they, yeah, that's where they finished it up. But, dude, I swear to God, this guy was like maybe four feet tall. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's very very short. But he told me it's because he got his shins blown off, in, <laughs> and, and they had to sew his feet <laughs> to his knees
1: god damn it johnny
0: (laughs) (laughs) welcome to dang old podcast everybody see see i was
1: hoping you were gonna like make a point about like how it was weird for him living in germany and i was gonna say well yeah but like you know maybe in like the 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 like conquest of uh germany and shit like after some of the gis pushed in i know a lot of it was red army or whatever but like you know the americans showed up there too and you know, maybe he could still taste that uh, schnapps out of that Frau Line's belly button. Who knew? But yeah.
0: Maybe. Hey, I do live right next to the, or like right by the American quarter. Like it's literally on uh, uh, John F. Kennedy Alley. Oh, gross. Really? Yeah, dude. It's it's a whole huge thing. I mean, where I live, the UN is based out of here. And so it was the former capital oh, wow. of Germany while, uh, while Berlin was divided. And so it was the capital of Germany, like the entire country for almost 50 years. Oh, very cool! Yeah. So yeah, the Kennedy Alley is here, and and all sorts of shit like that. Like it's called the American Compound, so it's it's uh, it's got an old timey New England style church, and a oh, bunch neat. of like ridiculously cool shit here. It's it's pretty gnarly, man. Right on,
1: right on. Anyway, uh, we kind of diverted there, but um, hey Johnny, welcome to Dangle Podcast.
0: <laughs> hey, thanks, Mark.
1: <laughs> this is um. This is a weekly King of the Hill podcast where I, Mark, and my good buddy... Johnny. We take two episodes of the beloved adult animation classic, King of the Hill, and we talk about the goods and the bads and the highs and the lows. We see if we still like the show, or if we're only remembering it through, like, rose-tinted lenses of childhood and nostalgia. And then we slap it with our patented rating system. And then we, like, sneer at dick writers and people who cheat at Scrabble. And you can't use proper nouns, but hey, triple word score, and (laughs) Johnny...
0: Yeah, let's get into it, Mark. Uh, Let's see. We're going to start off today with episode 115, Unfortunate Son. Mark, what's that a reference to?
1: Uh, Some crappy song by Credence. I don't know. (laughs) I've talked before. I really like uh, Credence Clearwater, but I also really like Vietnam movies. And, oh, my God, anything that even, like – Even vaguely, like, smells like a Vietnam movie. Uses a goddamn Creedence song, and I hate... Okay, um, that, that... You remember that movie Kong Skull Island? Yeah. Did you, did you see that one? My biggest takeaway from that shit was it was set in, like, 1970s, and for the helicopter scene, they did not play a god... They didn't play Fortunate Son, and, like, that alone (laughs) was enough to get, like, fucking three thumbs up out of me. Like, just, like, first thing out of the gate. Um... Anyway. Yeah. Unfortunate son. We're going to talk about veterans rights, guys. Hey, Johnny and it's I are going to get horned up today. Spoilers. Johnny, let's get into it, buddy.
0: It's true. Uh, trust me. I definitely wrote in my notes here something to preface that so we don't get too horned up. But let's rock and roll, man. Uh, original air date, March 10th, 2002. This is written by Alex Gregory and Peter Hyok there he it's Hyuk is how we've been saying it there's somebody i met that was like oh no i know somebody with that last name it's like hawk or something like that and i'm like oh, hold on a second what? what what how do you pronounce it hawk. it's okay it's pronounced hawk according to my no, brother half it's pronounced peter, no, it's peter, not. peter hawk but we're going to continue saying Hyuk until he comes on to our podcast and corrects us so yeah, let's do that. Uh,
1: hey, you know what? Be glad it's Peter. you and not Peter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. My headset definitely cut out at the absolute right point right there. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Our, uh, our cast of characters for this episode, Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Luann Platter. Uh, it, it is, I want to mention here, it specifically says that Bobby and Luann are cameos in this episode. So let's Ooh, okay, uh, take yeah. that as it will.
1: Yeah, uh, I, you know what? I will. I like that. That's the right way to go about it. Yeah.
0: Right, right. Uh, Dale Bill Boomhauer, uh, Cotton Hill, Topsy Toppington, Erwin Linker, that foul mouth, uh, Eustace Miller, <laughs> useless, am I right? Uh, Doctor, <laughs> You are, sir. <laughs> Dr. Mark Sardi, Jesse, TJ, and Ronnie are Vietnam vets. Buck Strickland and Joe Jack, who also both have cameos.
1: Okay. Is it a cameo? I'm not trying to like already split hairs. Is it a cameo if they're reoccur- if they're like core characters? I don't I don't know. Whatever does because they're not in it. Like you're you're right. Like Luann is literally I think shot in like Patterson Gimlin style Bigfoot side frame for like eight frames of animation, and I don't even know if Bobby has a line.
0: I honestly yeah. I'm not sure, but I think it's whoever it was that did the editing on this episode for the wiki. Like good for you for making that distinction. Because it You know what? You're you right. I'm going not gonna bitch.
1: This. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna bitch.
0: No, I didn't. I didn't see you like bitching it by any means. It's just kind of interesting to see that like somebody actually gives a shit about this episode. It's kind of nice. Uh, Mark, you want my synopsis?
1: Damn right, buddy.
0: Things are not going well for the Arland VFW, and if it's going to survive, the vets need new members. And Dale gets a unique piece of history to Bill's detriment. yes oh man if this is not the best b story we've had all season i will eat my own hat and it's really gross so i don't want to eat it
1: in seasons within seasons i don't remember the last good oh we'll get there we'll get there i'm sorry i'm not trying to i'm not horny i'm not horny yet i'm sorry i'm already horny i'm already fucking horny
0: (laughs) the last good b story we got was the one where boom hour goes to the booby hatch (laughs) also with these three guys
1: wow yeah i think yeah i think you're right
0: <laughs> uh so our a story characters hank cotton and the VFW vets the b story it's bill dale and boom power it's really just bill and dale boom is just kind of like there um uh, mm-hmm. mark give me give me some of your notes buddy
1: some of my notes number one johnny anzio <laughs> <laughs> i had to write it down i had to write it down um we'll get there when we get there i'm jumping ahead a little bit but we got to a uh, musical cue out of Peggy. Right, I gotta look up the artist here. I'm sorry. I should have oh, written the artist no! Down, but I wrote no. The thank note you down. for grabbing
0: that because I w- remember thinking like, oh, she's singing. I should probably do something about this. Aren't we keeping track of this? And then I didn't write it down.
1: No, you're good. Okay. Um, we got a music cue, and I'm kind of jumping the gun here, but whatever. I'm just gonna call it out right now. What a feeling by Irene Kara. It's off the Flash that da- um off the Flash Dance soundtrack. What a feeling by Irene Kara. Kara, I don't know how you say it. Um, yeah, but Peggy's singing along with it, and she sees the, uh, vets standing out in front of the fence drinking. Um, this is a weird callback episode in a couple ways. Number one, Hank is confirming once again that he was an Eagle Scout. Yes. Last time we saw that was, uh, Flush with Power when Hashaway is trying to, like, bribe him. And he's, you're a real Boy Scout, aren't you, Hank? I made it all the way to Eagle. That, mm-hmm. that was cool. Um, no. Like, super cool note. I got to learn this. Um, okay, I don't know if it's cool or not. Like, you can't talk about Nazis ever being cool, but I think this was cool. Herman Goering was, in fact, an avid falconer. Yes, yeah, I got to learn that today, and that's really cool. And as long as we're talking about birds, Johnny, let's talk about fucking falcon, falcon, falconry. Is that what you call it? Falcon, falconry. So, number one. Um, if Johnny, if you came to me today and said, Mark, I want to buy a bird. Well, here's what it would cost you. And this is per, uh, misfitanimals.com. Um, on average, Falcons cost between $200 and $2,000, but they can cost as much as $10,000. As you are raising your bird, the cost rises exponentially due to the amount of training and care that they need to have. But right now, you could get a red-tailed falcon for $400, an American kestrel for $700, a prairie falcon for $3,500, or, 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 if you were like, I've got all this goddamn money and I want to blow it. You could get a gyre falcon, which run anywhere from $1,500 to $20,000. The most expensive falcon ever sold was a white gyre falcon for $465,000. They can live up to 30 years.
0: What you're telling me is I can actively be the fucking gunslinger.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you can throw it at like your boss's head and almost kill both of them.
0: Yes, please do.
1: <laughs>
0: like that's the best way to quit. That's the best way to to, to quit a job. Uh, a fun side fact, Mark. I, I play a lot of World of Warcraft. I I don't know if you know that, but. Yeah, I play a lot of World of Warcraft, and my main class is hunter, and I've had a flying character, like a flying creature, named David the entirety of my fucking account.
1: Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Thank you for looking up all of that shit. I did not know you could actually buy a falcon, because most birds of prey are actually endangered. Um, There was a birds of prey sanctuary outside of where I grew up in Broomfield, and there was this really cool lady there. Her name was, oddly enough, Egret. I, I, I know oh, it's the God. name of a fucking bird. It's kind of crazy, uh, but she Too came easy. by and she would uh, she like rescue different birds of prey that were around the Denver metro area. And I know this because she came to my house because there's a giant cottonwood tree in my neighbor's yard next to ours. And in said giant cottonwood tree was also the equally most large, largest fucking great horned owl I've ever seen. Had a wingspan of like seven feet, something like wow. that. sure this thing killed One or two of my cats It's why I don't let my cats outside anymore as an adult Because I saw too many of them fucking Just walk outside and never show back up again As a kid Um, Mm -hmm. But she, she ended up like Tranking this giant great horned owl And taking it to her owl sanctuary And like it lived out the rest of its days there In peace and like Basically just like doing its owl thing And all sorts of shit But yeah I didn't know you could buy A falcon that's kind of fucking awesome
1: Apparently it is really easy, and I'm like, you got 400 bucks, get you a goddamn red tail falcon.
0: Okay, Mark. When you and I end up end up going to uh, um, <clears throat> end up going to when Maine, we build
1: the pod in Maine,
0: it's we're going to have a, a falconry there, and it's going to be fantastic.
1: That's great. Um, anyway, um, is Johnny a vo note? And I didn't, I you know me, I never like stick around for credits because Hulu shrinks down your screen to the size of a Cheeto. Is Diedrich Bader the like main Vietnam vet?
0: I I didn't actually stop and look, but I am pretty positive he is. it sounds got be very, Bader, right? Very much like Diedrich Bader. Plus, he's a known regular of King of the Hill. He's also a known also, yes. favorite of our podcast. So, yes, we love you, Diedrich love Bader. You, I
1: hope you're listening. I hope you find us because we love you, sir. Hey, you know what? Nixon really did want to drop those bombs. He just couldn't. <laughs> there's that story about one night Nixon gets shithoused and orders the bo- uh, new, nu- the nuclear bombing of, I want to say Cambodia for some reason, or maybe it was China. I forget. Um, but yeah, he got super shithoused and then woke up the next morning and goes, hi, ah, I did what? Oh, cancel the order. Ah. Um, and finally, Johnny, Mark? what's your favorite kind of sausage?
0: <laughs> uh, it, really? Like you, you really genuinely want
1: to know. You're in the sausage capital of the goddamn world. Yeah. What is your favorite kind of sausage?
0: So all time, it's breakfast sausage. Like crumbled up breakfast sausage and a burrito. But for the last probably two months, dude, I will take a good salami that's been sliced thin on a roll any day of the week. I'm also a huge fan of Fleischwurst, which is like – it's like almost – it's the best way to describe a flashburst. It's uh, it's got like the. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how best to describe this. It's it's girthy, <laughs> but <Okay>. soft. <laughs> like it's it's a super thick sausage, like girth wise, but it's very very soft, like a bologna, and not super harsh. So like. I don't. Know, it's really good. You you cut it up into slices. You throw it on a crusty white roll, and you got some some like hot mustard on it, dude. It is just these Germans know how to eat fucking sausage, man. That's that's all I'm gonna say.
1: Can I tell you how jealous I am of you and your goddamn like Odyssey of beer and sausage,
0: <laughs> dude? It's it's everywhere, Mark. I want Ugh. you to come here and just spend like two weeks with me, and all we will do is fucking drink beer and eat sausage and just. Just enjoy it. It's going to be great.
1: I want to get, I don't know what you call it, a moving violation in Germany because I ate an, an, an inordinate amount of sausage. Like, <laughs> oh my god.
0: Mark, did you eat an extraordinary large amount of sausage?
1: <laughs> I wish. I fucking wish I did.
0: Throwback um, to Miss Kalaiki Ali'i. <laughs>
1: If I if I was better, I would have sent you that picture of her looking at Hank, but I'm not, and I didn't. I'm sorry, but whatever. It's You've sent um, me that
0: picture, like, three times in the last six months, and I love it every I, time.
1: I, I know. It's the best. It's going to be our new, like, Twitter handle for or profile pic for, like, a week when this episode <laughs> drops. Um, I like Knockwurst a lot. God damn, yes. I love Knockwurst.
0: Mm, that's the best. The only thing I haven't had here that I've heard is kind of iffy is Blutwurst, which has got, like, like basically— It's a blood sausage, it's, right? It's a blood sausage, yeah. It's got, like, coagulated blood mixed into it. And I haven't had it yet, but I haven't found anywhere that sells it yet. That's why. It's it's not for lack of trying.
1: Yeah. Can I also give you my honorable mention of sausage, Johnny? Yes. Well, I love you, baby, but all I can think about is kielbasa, kielbasa sausage. sausage, your butt cheeks is, is warm. warm.
0: Thank you. <laughs> yes, I do want to go get authentic kielbasa. Well, I'll let you know if I do because I am not Oh, very... God. Go
1: get some polska, man. Oh, I was going to say I'm yeah. not
0: very far from polska, so we'll,
1: we'll make oh. it work, buddy. Can you hear my erection? Because it is turgid. <laughs> anyway, uh, those are my notes. Johnny, what you got for me, buddy?
0: Uh, So, I've got 20 minutes
1: day. in. Holy shit, 20 minutes in. We're just playing today. Yes. We're not even tending this garden. We're just playing. What you got, buddy?
0: Uh, so, I've got here the Battle of Anzio was a battle of the Italian campaign of World War II. Uh, mm-hmm. Cotton, Cotton states that it takes place on the 30th of January. He is incorrect. It started on the 22nd okay. of January. 1944. So he's a couple days off. uh, And it also lasted until June 5th. So it lasted almost six months.
1: Six months. Wow. Just
0: about. Yes. The Battle of Anzio took almost six months. So...
1: So he was not drinking Kiani out of that senorita's navel that night.
0: I mean, he may have been on the 30th, but it didn't mean that the battle was I, I mean, was maybe
1: over. maybe they took like a, a village or something, maybe. yeah. Yes. But also we know that Cotton was only in the Pacific Theater, but they're yes-ending each other for War stories, so it's all right.
0: It's abs- You know what? With these guys, they're allowed to. Um, I think since we already mentioned it before, I'm going to mention it again, and I'm pretty sure that I looked up this same stat the last time he mentioned it. Uh, only 6% of Boy Scouts earn the Eagle Stripes. Yeah, yeah yeah. It is not common at all by any means And usually an Eagle Scout like if you were an Eagle Scout you can get uh, like better rates on your car insurance and all sorts of shit like that because it's like a weird thing of hey, we know that you are like this dedicated to this one thing and that you are this responsible. So we can we can charge you less for shit. You and I've known a handful of Eagle Scouts ourselves, and they're all fucking weird, but eh. They're, gotta love them. I've
1: never known a normal one. Like they're <laughs> yes. fine people, but there's something just a little bit off. Also, what? Um uh Dennis Rader, the BTK killer, was an Eagle Scout. And I wanna say, um the Green River killer, uh, Gary Ridgeway was also an Eagle Scout, but whatever, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh
0: okay, so now for the the less uh happy part of our thing. But it's 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 life. It happens. It is what it is. It's the circle of life, right, Mark? Uh, If you had to guess Mm -hmm. how many World War II vets are left, how many would you guess?
1: Like right now, alive today?
0: Right now, alive today.
1: I don't know. 20? 40? we,
0: we, No, it's quite a bit more than that. they got to be old as balls. It's quite a bit more than that, but it is less than a quarter of a million. We're looking at approximately 240,000 that are left.
1: I mean, yeah, but like, it, it, shit, dude, we're coming up on like what twenty years from now is going to be like, like anniversary for America, give or take. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I mean, when you stop and think about it, you, you needed to be roughly. We're, we're gonna we're gonna go with the cotton age here of like what fourteen, fifteen when he enlisted. Fourteen. Yeah. And America entered World War Two in nineteen forty-two. Forty three. Forty two, yeah. Forty-two, yeah. Forty-two. So what's forty two minus fifteen? Uh tw- 19, not ni- me do math. I think it's nineteen twenty-seven. Nineteen twenty seven, right? Twenty seven? Yeah. Give or take. Give or take. Um you know, my grandmother is from nineteen twenty-six and she is going to be ninety-four this year. Mm-hmm. Like old. That, that's a lot of my people. granddad
1: is 82 and he his dad fought in world war ii like yeah, yeah
0: exactly so like th- this this generation is it's almost gone you know um this it's going to be few and far between we're going to have them for maybe another 10 years and even then that's the ones that are going to live to like the weird ass age of 111 and shit
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah, like the really old ones
0: yeah by comparison. There is just over 7 million Vietnam veterans still alive. So that's still not a lot, but...
1: Well, yeah, because that's 70s. That's 70s and 60s. Like, there was a lot... Yeah, lo- absolutely. Yeah, there was
0: a lot Would of have been born in the in 50s. Vietnam. Like, yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of people in Vietnam. Yeah. And there's only about 7 million of them left. So, uh, and the only other note that I've got here, we already kind of mentioned it. The name is a reference to Fortunate Son by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Uh, guys, this is the probably worst and most overplayed song that they have. Please go check out Green River. We've already mentioned it once in this podcast because they meant they, they play Couple it in times. the back. Yeah, they've mentioned it uh, or they play it in the back of the, uh, it's the background song during the mower race. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there's just, there's so many better credence songs out there. Uh, if you want to listen to some really fun stuff, just go watch Big Lebowski. There's that, that soundtrack is loaded with credence.
1: Yeah. And they do it well. They use it right, I guess. I don't know. They do. But they do. They Johnny, don't. What the fuck does this have to do with Vietnam? <laughs> well, yeah. I guess everything. Never mind. Yeah. I was just trying uh, to my... quote Big Lebowski. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> uh, Smokey, this is not Nam, okay? You can't, there, there are rules here. You can't just do whatever you feel like.
1: <laughs> hey, who's our writer? Eden Cohen, right? No, it's it's yuck Never, mind. Never it's, mind. It's it's Yook.
0: it's yuck It's yuck I good. was
1: gonna make a joke about the Cohen brothers love Vietnam, but it's not. Never mind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right,
0: right, right. Uh, Mark, give me some of your pros because I feel like we're diverting here. We're already like very far into this episode. We haven't even hit pros yet. It's all right. It's all right. This is what they're here for. Hey guys, if you don't like it,
1: we'll turn it off. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's a um, color commentary. <laughs> I, whatever, we're giving context to the situation. I missed you. We missed each other. Listeners, like, so this is a week after the last one where Johnny and I hadn't recorded together for like two and a half months, and now we're back together again, and now we're into our second recording, so we're a little bit squirrely and just a teeny bit buzzed, I would say. Right, buddy? And so we're oh, a yeah. little bit squirrely, and it's okay. Anyway, pro, Falcon attacking Bill. Son of a bitch. <laughs> God Damn it! I laughed too fucking hard at that. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> it shouldn't be that funny, but every time they do it, it just gets funnier. But also, fucking rule of three. Bill gets attacked three fucking times, and it's hilarious. Like, Mark, what is a vole? I'm really surprised we didn't look this up. <laughs> um, a vole is like um, um, it's like a. <laughs>
1: It's a, it's like a hamster. It's like a North American hamster and also like a European hamster. They're little, like, they're just little rodents. Okay. And like, they're just little tailless rodents. And like, um, we have them. We have a cabin up in Kremlin, Colorado, and like they live up there. And they dig these weird little burrows in the grass. They don't burrow, but they kind of bend the grass around them to make tunnels. Okay. They're neat. They're just neat little things. They're just, they're just. Dumb little rodents, but also sidebar. Bill. Bill is a bo- bill is a vole, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah. No, they're just they're just cute little rodents without tails. They're they're like a black hamster. They're neat, and apparently, like people make coats out of them, which freaks me out because like how many goddamn voles do you need to kill to make a coat? I don't want to think about be a it.
0: Lot. It's like thirty or forty.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, more than that. Like a, on the multitude of like hundreds. Um, there's a story, and I'm gonna divert again here. Here we go. Um, so like Genghis Khan, you know, like the greatest like mass murderer slash lord of empires ever. Yes. Um, he came from a tribe of people so poor that they were renowned for having gray mouse skin jackets. Okay. They made their cloaks out of mouse skins. So just take a minute. And think about how many goddamn mice it takes to Oof. get a jacket. Anyway, second pro and my, oh, my and my last one, um, this one's gonna take off for top. That, that's Diane Sawyer. Oh, she's not gonna <laughs> take off her top, is she?
0: Damn you! You took a favorite moment from me. Oh fuck! I'm sorry, buddy. It's okay. It's you're allowed to do it, but. Oh, man.
1: How about you, buddy? What you got for me?
0: Um. So, pros. I feel like you and I are going to be very similar here. Every scene with Dale's Falcon. Guys, oh God. you can honestly... Are you bummed he didn't give it a name? I don't know if he gives it a name. Honestly, guys... He didn't, Are you? but are you, like, bummed about it? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah... It really, if you want to watch this episode, you can skip past all the really depressing like VFW stuff and just watch the three scenes with Dale and his Falcon and Bill. Yeah. And it's still going to be a great episode. Yeah. It's so good. Um I really like that Hank refuses, like the entire scene in Dr. Sardi's office is funny, but it culminates in the end where Hank refuses to shake his hand and instead just gives him a salute. Cause he's like, Oh God, you're a, Cause he doesn't want to... Oh God, they had those over there. <laughs> they needed him over there. Yes. So I love that whole scene. It's very on point for Hank to just be like, Oh God, no, I'm weird. I don't want to touch your hand. Despite the fact that you're a doctor and you've probably washed it 20 fucking times today. I'm not going to do it. The last one here, I'm going to put it as a pro. Okay. Even though it sounds kind of weird because you and I harp on this an awful lot. And this is this is me trying to be like political and nice and like just not not super on a soapbox for a second. Because you and I do that a Soap lot. Soapbox it up, buddy. It's, it's we, okay. We, we it get no, we get on a soapbox a lot, but I don't think this really needs to because we've done it and we've already addressed it more than once. Yeah. I am not going to harp on how America treats its veterans. Instead, what I'd like you to do, if you were listening to this and you, you've you already heard us bitch about this three, four, five times, every time we talk about cotton, I feel like this comes up because like you mentioned before in an episode, whenever they need to make a point about veterans, veterans and how they're cared for, they bring up cotton. Instead Outside of, of
1: Shins of the Father, the very first cotton episode ever. Yeah. like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Instead of harping on this because you've heard us do it for like four or five episodes at this point. I'm going to tell you, go and find a vet yourself. It doesn't matter what era they're from. They could be Desert Storm. They could be World War II. They could be shit Iraq. They could be anything. They could still be actively fucking serving. Hey, listeners,
1: guess what? You're probably in America. I bet you know fucking somebody who
0: served in some war because all we know how to do is go to war. You probably did. If you are really genuinely interested in what these people have gone through and experienced go get a beer with one of them and go make friends with one of them. That's the best fucking advice I can give you. And that's why it's a pro because I, I can say from personal experience, I've heard war stories and I've had personal experiences with my older brother who was also in the armed services and I would never take those experiences away. I never would. Yeah. And I'm, I feel like I'm a better person for hearing it. I feel a lot more closer connected to him and to the armed services because I've heard them. Just go and get to know someone you will feel a lot more passionate about this when you can actually put a face to this fucking problem that we have in our country. You're going to want to work a lot more for it once you can actually equate it to something. So it's a pro yeah. because you need to go and get to know your vets. They're just like normal fucking people. And they got some really cool fucking stories to tell you, but
1: Hey, but also uh, tangenting to you. Don't ask them about what they did. Just talk to them. Don't yeah treat them like humans. Cause they do have stuff to share, but like, Don't make them uncomfortable. But also, but also, anybody who is willing to share all the shit they did probably didn't do that shit. That's, their dick writers. Again, fuck dick writers. Anyway, yeah, (laughs) sorry. Yeah, did
0: we hit your pros already or are we already on cons, man?
1: No, you got my pros. It was uh, Falcon attacking Bill and she's not going to take her top off. Let's do cons, buddy. What you got for me?
0: (laughs) Um, Eustace should know Cotton. That's a fucking con. They did straight arrow together. How does Eh, Eustace not remember Cotton? Do you remember people from your childhood? Uh, If he had no fucking shins, I would. If he scared the shit out of me as a kid, I would.
1: Maybe. Maybe. No, because... I don't know. If Eustace uh, washed out of the uh, Straight Arrow program, whatever club, like, order. The order of the Straight Arrow. Like, (laughs) if he washed out... No, totally plausible that Eustace would not remember Cotton. I don't know. Or Cotton was, like, such a horrifying force of, like, brutality that, like, Eustace decided to miss him. You know what I mean?
0: I guess. I don't know. I can't imagine ever forgetting someone like Cotton because he is so abrasive, but that's me. I think I feel like Yusuf should know who the fuck he is. Um, I
1: agree. That's a a good point.
0: The only other – I've got two more cons here. Um, The first one I'm going to say it's a very literal one. Mark, have you ever tried to break a beaver dam?
1: No, I respect beavers too much to (laughs) fuck up their dams, but yeah.
0: Uh, I had at one point uh, a job working for the city uh, in their parks department, and we had some beavers and they were issues. And I literally, every morning for almost two solid fucking months, I went down and I busted apart part of their dam every single fucking morning. You cannot break it apart in like three seconds like Hank does. It's not fucking happening. Like, that is so unrealistic. Big stick. Oh my God. It's so unrealistic. So that's a con for me, just from personal experience. The last one here, the PTSD reaction here is not very accurate. Um, with these guys and the way that they are, are reacting to like Cotton and Topsy being jackasses to each other and everything else, like having their weird flashbacks mm-hmm. and shit. The way I, I saw it described on the wiki is somebody had put it on there. That it's more akin to something out of Rambo. Where you have pushed a Vietnam vet so far that he's going to revert to this and he's going to treat you like you're the fucking Viet Cong. I think it's definitely more for entertainment value. I have never seen anybody, and I've seen a lot of people with PTSD, treat it like that.
1: Well, so what's more approachable, though, to like John Q. Public? Like the Rambo scenario or like, you know, you wake up screaming in the night and you start like punching your wife because you think she's enemy. You know what I mean? It's true, yes. But I just. I, but I, I mean, I mean, from like the approach, and a a thousand percent understand what you're saying, and yeah, I also yeah, yeah. appreciate like your take on this being from a mental health background standpoint kind of deal. But like, if you were going to portray this, what's the more approachable and more believable thing for you know for for me who has never like been to war and or has no grounding for what PTSD is? Right,
0: right. Yeah. Anyway, those are those are my cons, buddy. Okay. Um. I
1: was going to ask you something. I totally spaced it. I'm really sorry.
0: That's okay. And if it, it was comes about... back to you, I'll open it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, um No. Number one, Khan. I feel kind of bad for Topsy when Peggy's dunking him. <laughs> Mostly okay. because I know that Topsy may or may not be a war criminal. Whatever. Um. Second... Uh, Dr. Mark Stotzi, what's his name? I want to call him Dr. Mark Stotzi, and that's not it. That's, uh, that's the German secret police.
0: That's true. It's uh, Sardi. Sardi.
1: Sardi. Sardi, thank you. He violates HIPAA.
0: Yes. Oh, very much so. With he his, talks uh, about so, the so uh, woman with the yeast infection. infection.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he drops her name, and like, oh my god. And But also, hey, this is what, 2002, 2003? Like, was HIPAA a thing yet? I know it I, was, but did we not, take it
0: seriously? It's not at that yeah. point.
1: Um, and finally, moss does not grow on the north side of trees. That is a bad, like, what do you call that? Uh, urban legend that gets a lot of people killed, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Um. Past that. Favorite moments? We're kind of blowing... Wow, I feel like we're, like, really fucking around the beginning here, and now we're just, like, blowing through, but Favorite moments?
0: That's okay. Um, I don't have any retro rage here. My favorite moments for this, you you named one here. Uh, Diane Sawyer. That's Diane Sawyer, dad. (laughs) She's not going to take off her top, is she? (laughs) Dude, how long, can you honestly, can you think of a, a time in your life where Diane Sawyer wasn't on TV? Because I can't. I feel like she's been around for my whole fucking life.
1: Between her and Barbara Walters, they're the same person. And no, they've always been on TV. Yeah, like.
0: Interesting. I'm trying to find a third option here. Okay. Diane Sawyer. Dan Rather. Greatest Generation. No, 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 no. Diane Sawyer. Whose boobs do you want to see more? Dan Rather, Diane Sawyer, Barbara Walters, go. No, 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 no. So Diane Sawyer, (laughs) Barbara Walters, Hillary Clinton. Kill Bang Mary. Let's hear it. Oh, I'm killing Hillary.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna bang Barbara Walters, but, but, but I want to do it as um oh what's her name oh Johnny what's her name she got cancer and died um she was married to Gene Gene Wilder um Gilda Radner I want to bang Gilda Radner as uh Barbara Walters in her <laughs> SNL, SNL character Barbara Wawa. Okay. Because I think she'd say it funny, because she you know did the the weird like voice thing, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Diane Sawyer, okay? She'll she'll take care of me. How about you, buddy?
0: <laughs> um, you know I I think I I would probably uh, kill Barbara Walters. I don't think I could do that. I would marry Diane Sawyer, and I would probably throw one in in Hillary, man, at least one.
1: Dude, Hillary would throw one into you, homie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd be okay with that. I like powerful women. But, okay. Okay, no, that's cool,
1: but, like, could... Okay, and I don't know. I'm not, like, making a stance or anything here, but could you be dick cousins with Bill Clinton? Hell yeah. I'd I'd feel, like, bad in... (laughs) uh, Not bad. I wouldn't feel bad. What would you call that? Like, I would have, like, um... Not survivor's guilt, but, like, shit, like... Uh, what do you call it? imposter syndrome? I would have imposter <laughs> syndrome being Dick Cousins with Bill Clinton. I don't know. But... I
0: would sit on a naked. I would sit on a couch with a naked Bill Clinton while he is noodling on his his saxophone. Man, I'm I'm telling you, I would love to hang out with Slick Willie. Are you both naked? I mean, if it makes him feel better, then sure. It's definitely future. Can I have the I Peter like Griffin family it. guy where we just get high and like steal a pig? <laughs> Oh, man. The only other... Fa- We're going to get back to, to, to focus here, buddy. The only other favorite moment I have you already also mentioned, and that's Peggy dunking, dunking Topsy. And I think that's hilarious to me because... I just felt bad for him. His, like, little face is so upsetting. I, I love Luann's reaction of, but he's really old. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some of your favorite moments,
1: man. Um, You already called one of them Bill... I guess Bill's of vol.
0: It's Bill's a God,
1: Man, I forgot this, oh, I forgot this, like, back. hawk sub, this uh, falcon subplot was this episode. I forgot. I laughed my ass off. Um, <laughs> But then Cotton, when he's yelling at Hank to, like, everybody knows, you take the high ground, they get up to that, like, whatever, that bluff, and he goes, I pooped the bed.
0: <laughs>
1: well, I pooped the bed. <laughs> god damn that might be one of my favorite cotton lines of all time i poop i i have used i pooped the bed like in my day-to-day like i love that episode man oh yeah yeah. all right sorry i love that line man um where we at? ratings right you want to break down our rating system for us buddy you want me to because i don't have a cute one but yeah
0: why don't you just bring break one down for us since i did it last week
1: Alright, I'll do it up. So, our rating system, listeners, goes like this. At the very, 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 very bottom is Charcoal. Charcoal is a shit episode. Don't watch it. You don't like it. There's nothing good about it. It's a failure. Above that is Megalo. Megalo is like a bronze tier rating. It is shameful. It is not enjoyable. But there's still little nuggets of poo or little nuggets of corn in this big old turd of an episode. Above that is butane. Butane is a bastard gas. It is also a bastard episode. You love to hate it, and you hate to love it. But you know what? If it's on at 2 in the morning, and you're blitzed off your ass drunk or high, or you're Johnny, and I'm me, and Johnny's on German time, and I'm on American time, and you started drinking at 7 this morning to record an episode, well, hey, I bet you watch it. Above that is our Char King rating. Char King is a gold standard episode. It is an A rank episode. It is a really good goddamn episode of King of the Hill. You can probably show it to people and they will like it. If Johnny and I both come together and give this a Char King, well, it becomes a Char King Imperial, and above that, the greatest, the best there is, the best there was, the best that will ever be, the the the, the, the Michaels greatest of, generation of King of the Hill. The what?
0: The Bret Michaels of King of the Hill
1: from fucking heart what are you talking about you mean sean michaels wow. or are you talking about rock of love
0: nope definitely meant brett the hitman heart i'm definitely feeling the effects of a 10 percent. listeners
1: johnny is not doing well with german beer it's cute and i love it um the best you can get is a blue flame of <laughs> valor that is our S-rank tier. These are the missions you don't qualify for because you still suck ass, Naruto. But hey, whatever, the <laughs> Zabuza one got weird. This is the S-rank. This is the best episode. There's nothing bad to say about it. Or maybe there's a couple hang-ups. But this episode, you could show to anybody zero context and they will love it. I'm looking at you, Lupe's Revenge. I'm looking at you, a firefighting we will go. I am looking at you, Johnny, what's that other one we love so goddamn much? Um. I forget. We always quote three. Pl- oh, we're not there yet. Huh? Excuse me. Which one? Blood and sauce. Oh, we're not there yet. <laughs> not yet. Not. We'll talk about blood and sauce when we get there. I think you need a lot of context for blood and sauce because otherwise, oh, a beer can name desire. Goddamn, there it is. <laughs> you were there. You were there. We just weren't there yet. Uh, listeners, I started drinking beer about an hour ago to catch up with Johnny. And because I have a new job where I, don't want to hang, where I don't want to jump in front of a fucking train, my tolerance is crazy down. Anyway, Johnny, based off of our scale, from, char- from charcoal to the blue flame of valor, what do you give, unfortunate sun?
0: Uh, so I gave it a Buking. Um What I have written down here is it's watchable. It's got some good cotton moments. I, I Really, I think okay. this episode, it's, it's, it does not feel like it's a silver rank episode. It feels better than that, but it's also not a blue, like, it's not a blue flame by far. It's also not a char king to me. Um, okay. It, it's got a lot of, like, hit you in the heart moments with the cotton story. It's also got, like, the best side story that we've had in a very fucking long time in the falconry thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it, it's a buking king to me. I, I couldn't, I couldn't justify it bringing it all the way up to a char king personally. It's close, just not quite there. Okay. How about you, man?
1: Um, I gave it a butane. Um, this is a really good episode. But, like, okay, this is a very special episode. It and is. And King of the Hill is hitting veterans issues again. And, man, I you know what? At some point, Johnny, at some point, my, my hope, my dream, my desire is that this show gets enough traction that you and I can start, like, being uppity and vocal about issues. Yeah, And I want to be uppity and vocal about veterans' rights. I've never served, you've never served, but we no. know people that have. And I I want to be that guy. I want to stand up for him, and I would like to use Dangle Podcast as a vehicle for that. But, like, it's a good episode. It gets kind of hard to watch. Um, you feel bad for both sides of the table, or both sides of the coin, between the Vietnam Vets and the... Um, um, World War Two guys, I think it's funny that they just like gloss over Korea and uh, Gulf War, but hey, whatever, who cares? Um, But also, like, goddamn, I am so glad we had the Dale B plot because that put a lot of levity into a very depressing subject matter, and I'm glad we had it.
0: It's once again, it's like the the basically the United States government not giving a flying fuck that the people that that defended them and cared for them for so many years, are living in almost poverty. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch nowadays, considering that that's still fucking happening. It's happening to people that served 40 years ago. It's happening to people that served 70 years ago. It's happening to people that served fucking yesterday. It's really hard to think about. But we've got people like Jon Stewart out there that are fighting for our fucking vets, and it's it's awesome to see that people still give a shit.
1: Sidebar, sidebar, sidebar. Listeners, I don't know who you are. I hope this might find you if you're appropriate for it. Um, Outside of Wounded Warrior Project, because I know they're goddamn crooks, if you can just um, approach me or Johnny, contact one of the two of us, um, Dangle Podcast, uh, Twitter, Dangle Podcast, Instagram, Gmail. Um, Let us know. Let us know what we can do to help. I want to help. I'm getting to the point now where I actively, I need to help. I want to help. I'm kind of being compelled to do a thing. Please, please let us know. Um, yeah, We've been anyway, I'm sorry. On this i sorry. I am the there, but like. But yeah, that's the point. We've been at this for a year, and we keep saying this shit. And you know what? We. we, we Johnny, you and I are big. We're getting to the point we're big enough now. We kind of need to, like, fucking make a stand a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? And. I think it's time for you and I to kind of start getting shitty about it. And maybe you and I can like parlay some of our like very, very limited internet exposure slash I wouldn't call it fame by any stretch, but you know what I mean? Like I want to, I genuinely want to do this thing. If listeners you hear this, you know, somebody or if it is you please reach out and touch me or Johnny. Um, Yeah. Anyway, Johnny, uh, any other thoughts? I'm sorry.
0: I got kind of weird there. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, I'm I'm ready to go on to the next one if you are, man. All righty, Mark. We're gonna keep going with episode one sixteen. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret Hill. Original air date <laughs> March seventeenth, two thousand and two. Uh, Mark, we have two new writers. At least they're new to me. Okay. Uh, writers Sievert Glarum and Michael jammin. Yamin, Jamin. Yamin. J A M I N. I'm gonna say Jamin. jamin. Yeah, you jammin. Jammin. Yes, I exactly. I hope you like jamming too. Oh, yeah. So, Glarum and <laughs> okay. jammin, uh, yeah, We'll see how they go. I I have mixed feelings about this episode, but I don't know if they write many more after this. Um, our cast of characters, Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Dale and Joseph Gribble, uh, Boomhauer, Bill Dotrieve, Monsignor Martinez. He's actually pretty prolific in this episode.
1: Yeah, I, I stopped writing down Monsignor Martinez moments because of how much he's in this episode. <laughs> right,
0: right, right. Yeah. Uh, we've got Principal Moss, the Mother Superior, Sister Mary Catherine, Claire, Erica Bonter, and Danny. Yes. Uh so Mark, would you like a synopsis here? It's I I got one sentence for you.
1: Is it Sister Act 3?
0: <laughs> it's not. Um, okay what you got buddy uh peggy gets a new full-time teaching job at a catholic school but she isn't catholic she's a methodist she is a methodist <laughs> uh a story characters <gasps> hank and peggy um re- there's no real b story to this i don't No, think.
1: not really i uh, don't think there is a b story no
0: no uh so give me some notes man
1: um number one notes um well can i start with a reference page Because that's, like, where the episode starts. Uh, Conference calls. Like, Bobby is all horned up about the three-way call between him, Joseph, and Connie. Yeah. And, like, I know, what, back in April, you guessed it on Two Wizards, and we did a three-way about professional wrestling. Listeners, go check it out. It was a great episode. Um, (laughs) But, like, man, that shit is so passe at this point. And I'm just like, okay, big, who cares? Next. Um, So, just based off of... um, the substitute Spanish teacher Peggy should not be so horned up to teach algebra. Right. Like Dooley just took the piss out of her for geometry, but then on her resume she says uh, math up to grade four. Right. I just, whatever. Um, this episode is really, really meta because listeners, if you're like us, and we know you probably are, hopefully you are. If you're um, listening you to watch King Sister of the Hill
0: podcast, Act. you are.
1: Yeah, you're probably yeah you're probably on like the same page. You're probably a sympathetic listener here, but like um, Sister Act, who you seen Sister Act, Johnny? One and or two? Oh yeah, I've seen the first one. Uh, Kathy and Jimmy is a nun. It's it's weird. I don't know. It's just so fucking weird to me. I don't know. She's she's amazing, Um, man. She oh fantastic yeah what she's sister Mary Clarence or Mary Roberts I forget I should have re- that was my grandmother's favorite movie with Sister Act I should have went back and rewatched it in honor of her this episode and I didn't and I'm sorry Yaya I'm really sorry that's okay um, look out we for the get...
0: Patreon guys we'll watch it later oh yeah
1: we'll do that <laughs> that's what we're gonna do hell yeah ooh ooh good call drink to you sir <laughs> I'm also drinking Stone Ruination Double IPA so here we go.
0: That's a lot better than because now
1: own. it's Coke and Beats. I'm kind of more jelly of yours because mine's gonna shit house me quick I think but uh we get a lot of Monsignor Martinez and like we have been trying to track up until now but like man this one kind of throws it off the rails uh, yeah oh, so yeah. he has the weird like double Monsignor Martinez face off and then he has the uh torches the choir boy I think it's a choir boy. Maybe it's a fryer. I don't know. It's a dude in the robe, and my biggest note for that is it's a con because wine doesn't have to have a high enough alcohol to, like, burn, <laughs> but whatever. Um, there is a Boomhauer bastard in Peggy's um ca- uh, Catholicism class. Is there? Did you catch him? No. Yeah, there's a weird little tan blonde boy. I And, like, I know that I said I quit tracking the ones at Tom Landry, but I'm tracking this one because this isn't Tom Landry. This is a totally yeah. separate kid. And, and, without reading too much into it. So, Boomhauer impregnates some poor, hapless Catholic chick, and she can't get rid of it, so she's going to have that bastard, and there it is. Um, And then, finally, my note is, and this isn't good or bad, it's just a note, are there actual stakes in this episode, or is it just an episode? Is this just a sitcom episode of King of the Hill, where next week everything is going to go back to normal? Like, okay, what's the Catholic Church going to do to Peggy for, like, Fraudulently teaching for like two weeks, she probably taught impassable Spanish. Like, yeah, she really, really fucked those kids up for like the principles of Catholic- uh, the principles of Catholicism class. But like, really, are there stakes for this episode? Uh, what do you got for me, buddy?
0: Uh, well, my notes are quite a bit different than yours. Uh, well, some of okay, them cool. are the same though. Uh, so I took a note here. Mark, do you know about Saint Ignatius? Ah, uh, no. So St. Ignatius of Loyola was a Spanish Catholic priest, and he is famous for founding the order of the Jesuits. He is the reason that the followers of Jesus are a thing. That's what the Jesuits are.
1: Okay, so we should get rid of him if we get a time machine. Good to know.
0: Yeah, just get rid of St. Ignatius, man. You're going to solve a lot of problems. Uh, But Spanish Catholic (laughs) priest, I didn't specifically look this, but if I have to guesstimate, if he's a saint and he's Spanish Catholic, he probably came from around the same time as Torquemada and the Inquisition. Hey,
1: Torquemada. Hey, Torquemada.
0: What do you say? I just got back. No, 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 (laughs) no. guys please go check out Mel Brooks he's so fucking worth it um history of the world part
1: one Johnny and I watched it when he was down here in what July and we laughed our asses off and sang along
0: it's so good
1: join us on our patreon when Johnny and I do a Mel Brooks sing-along series
0: guys the day Mel Brooks dies is the day comedy dies so it's just never gonna happen um okay next note here uh, it, I have written down here, not the first time <laughs> Kathy Najimy has portrayed a nun. You already mentioned it with it being very meta. Yeah, she's in Sister Act. She's fantastic. For for some of you guys that don't know Kathy Najimy's body of work other than King of the Hill, you need to go and check out Sister Act where she's a pretty big player. She's in a bunch of other movies, but the probably her most notable one that's getting a sequel this coming October is... Um, oh my God, what's that fucking Halloween movie? Hocus Pocus? Hocus Pocus. Thank you, Mark. Thank you very much. She's reprising her role in the sequel to Hocus Pocus. And my wife, like... No she shit. Showed, yeah, she showed me a picture. She's freaking out because... Uh, she. My wife loves Hocus Pocus. But on the on the uh, poster, in the first movie, Kathy and Jimmy was not writing a broom. She was writing a vacuum. Like, that's mm-hmm. what she was known for. And in the sequel here, the poster's got her writing a pair of Roombas. buds. She's, it, it like, they're both very clearly <laughs> room under oh, her feet. It's cool. pretty, it's pretty cool. So guys, go check out Kathy and Jimmy. She's fantastic. Her body of work is amazing. Um, um,
1: rat race. She's married to John Lovitz and it's a yes. great fucking.
0: That's, they're the prairie diving right, We couple, talk right? shit
1: about. Yeah, we talk shit about John Lovitz a lot, but goddamn, that's a good movie. I why, don't why, want
0: to work at Home Depot.
1: Like, oh man, yeah, Mark, Go check out we, Rat
0: Race. Like, why do we talk about John Lovitz like he's an asshole? Cause I'm an asshole. Because I'm a douchebag and I fucked over Kevin
1: Smith. S- Adam, <laughs>
0: uh, um, um, listeners. Tell Kevin Smith about Dangle Podcast, because we stand Kevin Smith. <laughs> yes, we do. Please. Anyway, I'd love to yes. have him as a fucking guest. Uh, Mark, can you tell the difference between the two months your oh voices? Oh my God,
1: that'd be so obnoxious. That'd be so fucking obnoxious. And, yeah, man, I always thought that like, I always thought like Boomhauer should be like, I don't know, man, like maybe Boomhauer smokes a lot of weed, even though he's a Texas <laughs> Ranger. I bet he's also a trans lesbian hot dog. Yeah, I'm Kevin fucking Smith. I lost a fucking thread years ago. And don't get me wrong. I love Kevin Smith, but Kevin Smith lost a goddamn fucking thread. I blame, I blame goddamn, not Zach Efron, not, John, help me out. Zach and Miriam make a porno is Seth Rogen. I blame Seth Rogen for our current Kevin Smith because Seth Rogen got Kevin Smith into weed on Zach and Mary make a porno, and he's not been the same ever since. Anyway, yeah. moving on, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're good.
0: This now, ain't the dang old Kevin Smith cast. Can you tell the difference between the two senior voices? Because I absolutely could. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo soy Real
1: Monsignor Martinez. Yeah, 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 absolutely. All right, I've got one But more. I even, like, saw that, and I was like, no, the one on the left is the real one. And not just because I've seen this one a thousand times. That's the Monsignor Martinez we know and love. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, I've got one more question for you, Mark. Okay. Would you rather take five shots to the nuts with a very hard steel-toed boot... Or take okay. a shower in Bill's bathroom.
1: When you say take a shower.
0: In Bill's bathroom. Ooh!
1: I bet I don't feel after it's shot number two. I'm going to take the shot to the balls.
0: <laughs> Why is it that the other option always ought to be take a shower in Bill's bathroom? Now, Johnny, would you rather take a shower with...
1: Take a shower in Bill's bathroom. Every day. (laughs) Ew, Bill's bathroom every time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would rather shower with Vicky Guerrero than go to Bill's bathroom, man. Excuse me? Excuse me. Excuse me? (laughs) Mark, let's get into some and cons before we devolve into fucking... We're already drunk. We can't handle... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's so bad we gotta get to pros and gods <laughs> before we turn this into a fucking wrestling podcast mark give me some pros man i got <laughs> the giggles okay <laughs>
1: Ooh, <froze. laughs> um hank um when peggy's like i guess like her orientation is strickland in case you hear it from anyone else I'm sleeping with the new girl. I think that's really cute. I really like that out of Hank. You
0: were reading my mind. I have that written as a pro as well. He takes the one (laughs) chance he has to be ribald in the office and not get ostracized for it and and just runs with it. He's like, nope, I'm going to do this because I think it's funny. But it's – okay, so like it's 100% in his wheelhouse.
1: Like – he can make this joke because him and Peggy are married. And, like, yes. it's
0: just so cute. I love it so fucking much. Dude, Hank is my, like, like sleeper funny guy this whole episode. Um, second pro, Hank is precious.
1: Hank is just fucking precious in this episode. I love Hank in this episode. He's not in this episode. Like, he is, but he's not. He, you know, like, um, <laughs> him talking about, like, don't take the pens home. Like, that... Or, like, when Peggy goes, can I have the flyers? Ha-ha, <laughs> yeah, you remind me of a young me. Or, like, when they're at the Whataburger, he's gonna want to talk about his grease traps. And, like, this is mundane for Hank. This is Hank's yeah. day-to-day. But, like, Hank genuinely enjoys his job. And, God damn it, that is such a cute, sweet little moment. I, I love Hank throughout. I love Hank showing up with flowers for Peggy at the school. Right? And then, like... Yeah, he's just so cute. I fucking love it. Um, and then finally, um, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I don't want to call it a pro because it's also my favorite moment. But like, anytime Monsignor Martinez is on TV, I really, really <laughs> like it. It's, it's McBain. But okay, so like you and I have been pretty, pretty uh, vigilant about tracking the Monsignor Martinez arc. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think there's like a, it's not a McBain deal. We're like I don't if think you so were to cut together all of it together, it would be a it would be a movie. But it is definitely a telenovela. It is definitely like a Mexican soap opera. Where like there's this dude Monsignor Martinez who is a good cop who became a bad priest to do whatever his motives are. But like, boy, we get like a triple fisting. It, okay. If you don't count Peggy's weird dream of Monsignor Martinez, like, pushing the kids into hell when he's the devil. Right. Just those two episodes. Man, those are some good fucking Monsignor Martinez moments, and I really, really appreciate it. Right. Also, do
0: we know Monsignor Martinez voice actor? Uh, it's got to be Mike Judge. It sounds exactly like Mike Judge is doing a very bad Mexican accent.
1: That's what I was going to say. It's Mike Judge doing Octavio, right? Like It's got to be
0: him, yeah so i have written down here that i love that hank seizes his chance to be ribald in the office you already hit that with his mm-hmm. i'm sleeping with the new employee ha. <laughs> i also have written down here that he is full of zingers specifically his i would have you know i wouldn't have known i would have given two weeks notice like he's such a yeah. bitch in the best kind of way to her
1: He's a real dickhead. Like, yeah, he's real shitty and I really like it.
0: He is, but it's just like, look, I I went out on a limb for you and you know how important this is for me and you know how big of a deal this is for me and you just shit on it by throwing away my flyers and making me look like a jackass. I bought you this cup. I, you know, like I bent over backwards to make sure this would work. It's, yeah, I love that he is so excited to work with his wife and he wants to make it work. It's very, very fucking wholesome. Um, I wrote down here that Peggy gets her own acid trip scene. You already mentioned it before, but it's the entire hell scene where Hank is talking oh. about Queen burning hell. It's her own acid trip scene. We haven't had one in like a whole season. Seasons. Goddamn. Yeah,
1: you're right. I didn't. You're what? Um, since Helenium was the last yeah. like acid trip scene, right? Or am yeah, I so misremembering? But no, no, I think dude, that was you're last right. One. Peggy gets an acid trip. Holy shit, dude. Right on, man. Yeah. It's
0: been a long time though. And we have, so we haven't seen one definitely this season, but probably not for almost two. So that, that's kind of awesome. Um, it doesn't go too, too crazy, but it, it it gets to a point. I love the, it's a clean burn in hell. I tell you what, I've seen that meme <laughs> a whole bunch of times. Uh, the last pro I had. There if you is see the-
1: a King of the Hill meme, it's like, it's that one. Like Right? Yeah. It, it, it's that or
0: pocket sand. Like, right. Um, And then the last one I have here is from the very beginning of the episode. And I love when they remind us that Bobby and Joseph, who are very, very minimal in this episode, they're only in the beginning. But that when they remind us that they are teenagers, I want to go Mm -hmm. and see the truck full of dead chickens that's floating down, (laughs) that's floating down the river. Like that is something a 13 year old kid would want to go do. A 13 year old boy would want to go do. I don't feel like we get to see that much. Out of Bobby or Joseph that often, that hints towards that. But it's like, holy shit, you really are thirteen years old because at f- shit, at almost thirty three, I want to go do that.
1: Oh, I, w- I would check it out. Yeah, like, <laughs> dude, let's you and me go get fucking drunk and look at like all the dead chickens floating down the Rio and or the Rhine. Like, yeah, right? let's do it.
0: Exactly. But I love those little moments where they remind you that their characters are acting their age. And Bobby just like, nope, I don't want to hang out with you, Mom. I'm going to go look at a bunch of dead chickens is one of those. Uh, give me some cons, man.
1: Um, Cons. Um, Okay, so listeners. I'm sorry, Johnny. I got to be the bitch here. Here we go. Um, I got to plug two wizards here. Um, go listen oh, yeah. to our Dinosaurs episode where Josh and I play the game of... Stump the actual Greek person, slash the Greek, ancient Greek doctoral candidate, and we'd list off uh, dinosaur names. Uh, Stegosaurus is not Latin, it's a Greek name. Stego is uh, covered. Saurus is a Greek word, not Latin. Fuck you, Peggy. You're a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Peggy has a line of, if it gets people talking about Catholicism, it's good. Well, you know what people talk about a lot about Catholicism? Because there's a lot in the news. That's right, John child molestation and child molestation is not good do not touch the children just those two just those two really like i i don't know i have a hard time with this one because like i'm not i'm not what you would call like uh traditionally religious i have my own faith yeah. and all that shit but y'all don't know about it and i talk a lot of shit about religion on this podcast but man this is a weird episode cuz like that one nun is so like, and I get it. You're you're real fervent and, like, well, you're risking their eternal souls. Okay, yes, and but like, it's all, it's all fucking fake. It's all just well, I don't, I don't know. Whatever. I'm bad at it. Johnny, you talk. Two cons, and it's Stegosaurus <laughs> and don't touch kids. But what do you got?
0: Um, I've only got two, but I think it's definitely worth noting that I was raised Catholic and I was raised with. This I know weird, you were. Like, I'm glad you're here. And, you know, it's it's a real thing. As a kid, they definitely, like, sit there and tell you, hey, you better follow the Ten Commandments because the second you deviate from any one of them, you're going to spend the rest of your entire, like, existence in hell the second you die. And yeah. I think that's the fear tactics. That's not the way to do this. It's not how I live my life now. I don't live by, like, through fear of something bad happening to me. It's basically I'm trying to make the most out of my life as I've got it right now. Um, I my, don't
1: want to be a piece of shit. I don't want to make other people's lives shitty. Yes. That's where we're at. Like My,
0: yeah. my, my life yeah. mantra is basically don't make anybody's life shittier than it already is. You're, you're, you're doing just fine. You don't have to necessarily help anybody, especially if you can't help somebody. But – help when you can and don't make anybody's life worse or like more worse than it already is and you're doing okay just don't be a dick
1: yeah four words I to live by don't that's be the a right duck. way to go about it i don't know
0: yeah um my cons for this i've got two of them and you hit one okay. early in the episode but the other one is Peggy sneezing in the coffee is fucking disgusting it and was every, so gross I didn't want to
1: bring it up because I knew it was just a bit and I didn't want to talk about it. But every yeah, time
0: crazy. she mentions it, I just get – it gives me like – it makes me almost sick to my stomach because I cannot imagine somebody sneezing in my coffee because I've been at office jobs where there's just a, a communal cup of coffee or a communal like carafe that everybody drinks out of and I cannot imagine somebody just like intentionally getting their, their fucking snot in there. Ugh. Fucks me up. And then the last one, like I said, you already kind of hit on it. Uh, Mark, do you know what proof and alcohol needs to be to be ignitable? Better than 80, right? Correct. It has to be 80 proof or 40% total alcohol content. In case you guys need a little pep talk here, uh, the number of proof that's on your bottle have that. And that's the number of alcohol content. So if it's 80 proof, it's 40% alcohol. You have to have at least 40% alcohol in order for it to be ignitable. So the he, Monsignor is basically transubstantiating, not an actual word, but I fucking made it my own. He's basically transubstantiating whiskey. You're fucking beautiful. And hey, I Hey, love you're,
1: it. You're, you're Catholic. Talk about transubstantiation really quick. For so, our non-Catholic listeners, can you can you expound on that at all, or no?
0: I, I can't I can't. Well, as best I remember, because it's been a long time since I was a practicing Catholic. It's been a while since I was a practicing Catholic. But transubstantiation is basically the act of turning the host, uh, which is the the wafers or the the small like tiny like uh, uh, bread circles, essentially. And Eucharist and yeah, yeah the yeah. the Eucharist and the host and all that stuff the wine into the body and the blood of Christ um, there is essentially a a spiritual and like uh it's almost like a ceremony that is is done that turns these these wafers and this wine into the body and the blood of Christ so that every time you take them you are absolving yourself of all of the sins that you have you have committed in the last, you know, you're supposed to go to Mass every single week. So the the sins of the week previous, you're supposed to be absolving yourself of all of them. Um, it's not the same as going to communion, which you should be doing as well, where a, a priest will tell you, hey, in order to atone for the sins that you have, have done, you need to say this many of this prayer or this many of this prayer and all that sort of thing. Um, but transubstantiation in, in itself is basically... We are turning the wine into the blood of Jesus and the wafers into the body of Jesus. And once you take them, you are absolved of all of your sins. So if you are to die right after you take them, you go to heaven because you are cleansed free of all these sins. It's why Catholics take them every single Sunday at the end of mass. It is the signal for the end of mass. I always knew that church was about to end when I got my fucking wafer of wine. Confession confession you do how often because i'm, I'm
1: kind of just like i think this is neat this is a cool like thing we never really get to get into and i want to kind of talk about it
0: yeah uh honestly if i remember correctly because i've never done an official con- confession um uh, but you were supposed to confess once a week you were supposed to confess at some point after like in the, usually in the middle of the week after mass has already been concluded and as the next week's mass is approaching um it's it's almost like to me it feels like it's almost like a safeguard like okay if you die halfway through the week then at least you're doing your confession and you're still absolving yourself um it really just kind of depends some people are way more devout they they go to confession every single day some people do confession once a month some people go hey i'm only here and actually observing mass once a year for easter for the like rebirth of jesus so i'm going to do my confession once a year
1: oh wow okay
0: yeah you are also offering confession and absolvation on your deathbed. Like uh, my I, – I Right. That's last member. rites. Yeah. I've had a family member who has done his last rites and stuff while he was on his bed for hospice. And basically it's – they give you the opportunity to absolve yourself of all your sins before you die.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Sorry. I just – I'm sorry. I, I was Yeah, serious. No, yeah. no,
0: no. It's – I, mean, if you I didn't mean to raised put you on the Catholic, spot at all, I'm sorry. No, if you weren't raised Catholic, it's not something that you you just know. I was raised Catholic, so it's something that's been in the back of my brain. My grandmother, like I said in a previous podcast, is like in her mid-90s, and she has been a practicing Catholic her entire life. She got very, very upset during COVID when she could not go to church.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like that genuinely fucked with her.
1: We have a large uh, Catholic community down here in Alamosa, and I know a bulk of them are mad about that. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, I thought it's kind of cool. It was not cool. It was weird when the Pope said, oh, hey, just uh, do confession on your own for, like, COVID.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Our, the, the current Pope of the Catholic Church is not very liked within the conservative, like, Catholic circles because he is way more accepting of a lot of different things than almost every other Pope in the fucking history of popes have, has ever been.
1: I like our I, I'm not Catholic, but I like the current Pope. He's yes, like in a in a like fucking like who's who of shit bags, he's the least shittiest bag of the bags. you know what I mean?
0: Oh absolutely. Yeah. I, I love people that try and call him out and basically say that he's not a Catholic. And it's like, no, but he was elected elected to the highest post of the Catholic religion. So he kind of is the best Catholic.
1: It's like fucking people that are like, it's not my quarterback, not my president. Like, fuck your feelings. Like, this is our Pope. Get off it. Like, yeah. Well, Mark, you ready for favorite moments, buddy? Wow, we're there. I'm sorry. I got weird. Um, yeah, favorite moments. Um, no, you already <laughs> called it. It's a clean burning hell. I hate to call it such a memed, like, moment. But god damn, that's a good You fucking see it a lot bit. though, like, right? It's so funny. That's a clean I just like it. I like this like weird nightmare you called it Acid Trip O Peggy. Where you know, like and all this is going down. Like it's not their fault. The 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 hellfire burn or kinda like burns out a little bit. And she's like, oh, maybe God understands. And then Hank comes in, sorry, it'll be just be a minute. And he like plugs in the new propane tanks. Right. That's a clean burn in hell, I tell you what. That's great. God damn, that's such a great little bit slash moment. I love it, man. How about you?
0: Uh, So I've got two here. They're both Peggy moments. and They're both moments I shouldn't laugh at, but I really do laugh at. One because it it makes it, it like it brings some levity to a very sad fucking situation, and the other because I'm a Catholic and it's hilarious to think of it this way. My fucking cat's adorable. Sorry, you're gonna have to cut this out, but she just yawned and I saw it, and it makes me really happy. Johnny, Pixar didn't happen. You showing that shit? <laughs> well, she's not gonna yawn again. I she's did... just like looking well, at know, me. Well, I know, but
1: Johnny, I got to see my girl. It's been like weeks. I, I miss a... her
0: too. I'll take a picture. I'll put it on the on the Discord, buddy. Uh, How so. You? Favorite moments here. And then we'll tweet it out so that, like, our listeners can see her beautiful <laughs> Um, Your obituary was very misleading when Peggy is basically trying to job <laughs> snipe at a fucking oh, funeral. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that is fucking brilliant. And Peggy okay. basically saying, um, I don't really like to pray. Can I just give up praying for Lent? Well... I'm sure God wouldn't like that, but you caught him in a technicality. Good for you. I love that little bit, but I
1: didn't want to love it because I'm like, even I know, even like my fucking like anti-religious ass knows like you can't do that shit. And I laughed <laughs> yes. too hard at it. Yeah.
0: Yes. So both of those like, oh, it's so, so fucking good, buddy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, let, You want to rate this one? I think so. Uh, let's see here. On a scale of charcoal to blue flame of valor, I give. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret Hill, a bu king. Uh, okay. It's not quite a. Boy, a you're getting for liberal.
1: Me. You're getting real liberal with the cute ratings, John. I gotta, I, I, I gotta call you out. But
0: okay, yeah. You're gonna call me out
1: here. I'm just calling you out. You're getting real liberal with like the cute ratings. You're like real middle of the road on a lot of shit. You're not coming out as like
0: butane or char king. You're like, oh, it's Buking or char or I don't know. Anyway, no, it's keep I, going. I've had I'm a, sorry. I, no, it's you're good. You can call me out. I've had a lot of Bukings lately because I don't feel like they quite hit the char king level, but they're they're better than just like that at standard one. You know, our our char king is like I have to watch this episode. The butane is, I, I'm not going to actively seek out this episode, but it's got some kind of funny moments and shit. There's got to be, we got to find a, a, like a somewhere in between for that. Because I feel like that's where a lot of some of these episodes are going. Hmm. I don't love, love them, but they're better than average, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I gave it a, bu- a Buking because I enjoyed the sacrilegious comments. Um, I really love just like all of the Catholic stuff in this coming from the Catholic religion. I think it's fucking hilarious that Peggy it, tries to be a nun and like she screws up even her first day talking about how she's Mrs. Peggy Hill even though she can't be Mrs. because she's not allowed to be married because Catholics are weird. But God, is she annoying this entire time. I'm really tired of teacher Peggy, but I get tired of Peggy when she gets passionate about just about anything, when she does her- You don't like Peggy to start with, yeah. God, when she... whenever she gets really hopped up about something, it's this, or it's her writing for uh, the Arlen bystander, or it's it's Peggy, that the real most... estate no, agent, that... like- no, 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 flag. You that was that was seasons ago. That was
1: goddamn Peggy's headaches. That was like season one. No, but Peggy's two, coming. Like...
0: She's coming back to the bystander though, because she has to write, write all about not Harlington yet. and, she's and not shit there like yet. that. Like no, but I'm just saying. Like whenever she gets super hopped up about it, I get real fucked up. So whenever like Peggy is really hot onto something, it's usually usually like no, I'm not gonna like it. It's gonna be really annoying to me. How About you, my guy. Oh, I gave it a butane. Um when I was a kid, I
1: really liked this episode. And it was what I was talking about a little bit ago. Like the ones that I liked when I was a kid, I don't like as well now as an adult. And I think it's because of like overexposure to an episode, if that makes sense. Okay. But like, no, this is a good episode. I like it, it's funny, it has its moments. Um, Peggy's funny, Hank is goddamn precious. Yeah, it's a butane.
0: That's where I'm at. Good to know. Yeah. Well, Mr. Mark, you want to let people know where we are? Or oh, No, shit. Wow, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're at the end of our episode. You want to let the good people know where they can find us, and we can kind of wrap all this up.
1: Well, before we do that, I got to ask you, Johnny, do you still like King of the Hill?
0: I love King of the Hill, Mark. How about you?
1: I am still really enjoying King of the Hill. It's, yeah, I miss Luann. I want more Luann. I... I want my girl back. I don't know, but that's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, You want to tell those good people where they can find us, Joan?
0: Uh, I do. The good people of internet and podcast land can find us at Dangled Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. They can email us at dangoldpodcast at gmail.com. They can find me Personally, at Krautball Stream on Twitter. That's Kraut as in Sauerkraut, Ball as in Swedish Meatball, and Stream as in Rapido River. It's uh, uh the Anzio Beachhead of Rapido River for uh, 1944's Battle of Anzio. Mark, how about yourself?
1: Oh, wow. Well, that, goddamn, dog, that's a deep cut. <laughs> oh. a deep cut, buddy. You can find me at Marquis Stardust on Twitter, or you can find me on our sister podcast, the Two Wizards Podcast, where me and my good buddy Josh take a variety of weird topics and talk about them. And uh, yeah, Johnny, thank you, buddy. It's good to be back. I know we've been back for two weeks now, but goddamn, man. Goddamn, it's good to be back. It's feeling um, good, buddy. We love you all, everyone. You know, go do that whole deal about like and subscribe and rate on iTunes or Apple Podcast or Spotify, whatever. I don't care. Just go do a thing. But yeah, um, thank
0: you for listening, guys. Johnny, anything else? Thank you guys very much. We will see you next week.